Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we'll see you there. We are so happy and proud that this episode is sponsored by Button Up Box, a brand that we love for many reasons. As you'll probably already know if you follow us both on Instagram, Button Up Box is a fresh dog food delivery service that delivers straight to your door and takes into consideration all of your dog's dietary needs. The brand started with a rescue dog, which we obviously love, and Betty and Boa have absolutely thrived on it. Button Up Box genuinely care about their dogs and their ethos is that good enough for the dog is not good enough. Dogs deserve better. The meals are comprised of quality meat, veg, lentils, vitamins and minerals and don't contain any grain, wheat, gluten, corn, soy or sugar, all of which are known to cause intolerances in dogs. We haven't been asked to say this but we wanted to highlight the huge amount of work the Button Up Box do with dog charities. They donate meals to dogs in shelters and they even donate freezers so that the shelters can store the meals. If you would like to try Button Up Box out for your dog, you can get 50% off your first two boxes with the following link. www.buttonupbox.com forward slash Alex and M. Oh my god, why did I post that? Ah, I didn't know what to do! Should I delete that? Yeah, you should definitely delete that. (laughs) (laughs) Hello everyone and welcome back to Should I Delete That? Hello, good greetings. We did really well last week with we barrelled through our good, bad and awkward. I know, I'm saying punchy speed and efficiency today. Quite a shock. (laughs) (laughs) After hours, normally like hours rambles. Rambles, yeah. We're doing it. We're rambling. This is not efficient. No time for chit chat. My mum always says, if you're writing an email, write it, then delete the first line, first sentence. That stresses me out. It's not necessary. It's fluff. It's fluff. Hi, how are you? You say who gives a shit? I don't. I don't give a shit. I don't care how you are. <laughs> Where's my money, Martin? Know what I mean? <laughs> I like those bits though. I actually don't like those bits. To be fair, no. Because it makes me feel like I have to reply to those bits and I don't really want to. And all of us just want to get on with the work that we're doing. And also, yeah, like, am I well? No, not really. Do you want to hear about it? No, not really. Like, <laughs> Yeah, let's just get into this. Yeah, exactly. Let's get into the reason why we're emailing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let's get into why we're here. Tell me something good, Al, or bad, or orcs. Super play. I am going to kick us off with a by proxy awkward. Hit me. Oh God, is it mine? No, no. Um, one that I someone someone sent me this TikTok, and I think it's from like years ago because I remember hearing it years ago. But I listened to it again, and it's so fucking good. And in lieu of an of a of a an appropriate or substantial awkward from me, I need to play you this this voicemail. I accidentally clogged my boyfriend's toilet, so I put the took the poop out and put it in his cat's litter box. Then he asked if I pooped in it. it I said, no, but he said his cat has been dead for a week. Please pick me up. <laughs> his cat's been dead for a week. <laughs> oh, did you poop in the cat litter tray? Like, no. That's a line of questioning. I feel like you shouldn't ever have to go down with your partner. But that's genius because of the stuff that we've talked about before with poo clogging the toilet and stuff, we'd never thought to put it in a litter box. Well, I don't have a cat. 
So I'd have to, it would be elaborate on my part. I'd have to go and buy a litter box to then put my own shit in. Yeah, yeah. But if you're at someone's house and they've got a cat, genius. Okay, while we're, while we're on the theme of voice notes. Go on. My bad. I can't believe I'm about to do this to myself. Um, is an extract from my Feel Good Friday stories last Friday that didn't make it onto the okay. main stories that just got put on Close Friends. So... okay. If you don't follow me on Instagram, Friday is a day where I celebrate everybody's little wins and we just dance and it's just good vibes all day. Good music, good vibes, good dancing. I don't know why, but my bad vibes seem time and time again to fall on Fridays. Like some of the worst (laughs) things that have happened to me over the last year have happened on Fridays. And I mean, like... I I have to put on my stage face and get out there and dance, dance like the little monkey that I am, when in reality my world is falling apart. Last Friday, I was in the worst mood. I don't think there's ever been anybody in a mood as stinky as mine was last Friday. And it was completely rational. Obviously, I just, I hated my hair, hated my hair. And and my neighbours two doors down are building a pod for one of their kids to sleep in, which is already blowing my mind on lots of levels okay because i'm just like, like an outside pod yes like a, and i'm like what has this kid ever done to, like why do you hate this child like making it sleep in a pod is, like who who i just i've, I've got questions what? about the pod i know wait is it an extension of the house or completely no, detached completely from detached the house pod oh my god that's so cool i would have loved that if i, well, when I was when a I, kid when i imagine yeah when i imagined a pod i thought it'd be circle it's um, it's now taking shape and it's not circle it's it's it's, it's like a porter cabin Really? Oh. It's hard. I'll keep you posted. Anyway, they've been building it. And these are the most tenacious okay. builders in all of London. I swear to God. What time do they start? 7am. What time do they finish? 7pm. So happy, so happy for my neighbours that they've, that they've found these amazing guys. But for myself, <laughs> oh my God, last Friday. So I just wanted to play you an extract of my close friend's story last Friday as my bad. I'm not proud of it. Go on. I actually missed this. I couldn't, I was in a public place. So I couldn't put it on loud and I missed it. My mum sent me a text going, darling, are you okay? And I thought I actually deleted them from my close friends. I was like, it's too much. Oh. <laughs> this is the only one that remained. I just want to go over there, to be honest, like, just walk over there and just punch them in the face. Like, what? Like, whilst screaming. Just, just punch them so hard. I... I, I hate this hair. I'm such a horrible person. I'm such a horrible person. I have to, I'm so, uh, uh, I'm, oh my God. <laughs> Am I all right? I get that though, I do get that. <sighs> you just want to punch, you just want to punch. But then, but then I put that up and then the next frame was me dancing to some happy clappy song celebrating a win and my friend sent me a message being like the contrast is painful I was like welcome to my life so there you go I enjoy that I enjoy that very much that is annoying though because uh, I can't my moods do change so fast it's like it's a horror it's a horrible irrational thing I'm not proud of it but my my mood swings I mean, I love it personally. It's very useful for me because I know that if I'm down, I can be up again in like two minutes flat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like nothing lasts for long. Everything's temporary. It's pretty chill. But I can imagine for the people in my life, it is 
horrifying. A roller coaster. Yeah, Alex just got whiplash. She's like, ow, oh, my neck. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> anyway, so that's my bad, probably. Anything, anything, on button, all my awkward. I haven't decided. It's not great. I enjoyed it. Very much so. Oh my God, my good is probably going to kill you. And actually, when I was thinking about my good, I was like, oh, I, I kind of want to say it, but then I don't for anyone that is like, because I know that seasonal affective disorder, right, is really debilitating and really horrible so I feel very guilty about my good and I'm wishing it wasn't my good but it's too late to change it because I've come this far basically (laughs) I am enjoying this turn in the season I'm not enjoying the darkness but I am enjoying the fact that there's like a little bit of a chill in the air and for me that brings a bit of excitement and like Christmas is around the corner and it feels I don't know like I just I really enjoy this time but now I just feel horribly guilty because I know that it can be so debilitating SAD so well yeah sorry to anyone that suffers with that i've decided that what i just said there was the 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 bad was my awkward and my bad is the fact that it actually isn't that cold and every single morning i've cried yeah about climate change this is annoying i stood in the cafe this morning sweating and crying because i just thought oh my god the world's on fire and no one's paying attention why is it this hot when it's almost november and i was really upset so so hot but i keep getting confused about it and just presuming that it's cold as you should it's, and it's then... halloween of course oh happy halloween everyone oh my god it is it is halloween we should be freezing it's also mine and dave's five-year anniversary oh my god, that is so hilarious enjoy that one you met you've got you've <laughs> um, got together on halloween you have your first date on halloween the first date where you yeah. got too drunk was on halloween yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah it's on halloween how great i know, I, know. I just feel like it matches my mood 100%. and my vibe as well yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is out. Um, Love to see totally. it. Totally. Wait, what were we going to say? I know, I keep, dre- I, I can't do this dressing because it's you look stupid in summer dresses right now but that's the kind of weather that like you need to be wearing a summer dress but you look really stupid in a summer dress right now but you can't wear any of your autumn stuff or winter stuff because it's just too hot so what are we supposed to wear in this i'm so sweaty it's actually obscene all the time yeah me too it's really sad oh my god i shot in central the other day with my um, um, me and Jen both went and we took two suitcases and I wore leather pants. I don't know, I just presumed it would be cold. Honestly, after it was just, it was chaos. I had to, I had to uh, change in the park I, and I was at the point towards the end where I was just like, at the beginning, Jen was like, we'll try and, and Fifi, who is both, who works with both of us on shooting us, um, where they were like covering me and with coats. And towards the end, I was like, go away from me. It's too hot. I don't care. I'm just going to get changed. And whoever sees me, sees me. If I get arrested for indecent exposure, I get arrested. Afterwards, I got like three DMs being like, oh, I saw you in the park today. So you bought cheeks. Shoot and changing. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh God, I'm so, so, so sorry. <laughs> That's probably my bad. But... Um, I was wearing these stupid leather trousers, actually really nice leather trousers, but stupid given the temperature. Um, afterwards, and we we dragged our suitcases back and I went to the toilet and I don't know why I'm telling you this, but my knickers were completely soaked from sweat. <laughs> completely soaked. Completely so it was like I put them in the washing. It like it like I put them under the under the tap. Do you remember that day that we recorded with Joel the magician and I was so sweaty that I thought something bad had happened to the baby because of how sweaty my pants yes. were. <laughs> yes. I remember telling you like I remember wasn't that long ago like and in the lift I like I was literally sitting there like oh my god like something bad happening and then I said to them I was like nope just sweaty and I got home and I and I my, I had to put different pants on. And then just sit there and wait to see if 
if like something was coming out of me or if I was just that sweaty and I was just that sweaty. Why are we telling people this? This is gorgeous. so gross. So gorgeous. Gross. so horrifying. I know, it's so gross, isn't Why it? Why have we done this? But I feel like oh. no one talks about that. Like there, were, there, was swe- there was no part of my knickers that weren't wet. Oh, God. <laughs> out of context. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only fans ad. Um, <laughs> there was no part of my knickers that weren't wet. It is, isn't it? Al's teaser. Twenty percent off. Yeah. <laughs> um, Literally, cost like fifteen p. Um, <laughs> no one's paying for that. Yeah. <laughs> we were paying not to be exposed. So to that. yeah, that was. That was gross, but that's how hot it is. It's anyway, so sorry. hot. Yeah, that's probably my bad. And I feel really bad every time I acknowledge it because I'm like, I don't want to like rain on everyone's parade. And this is so beyond now, you know, like the like single, like I feel so guilty for like single use stuff. I feel so, so guilty for clothes. I feel so guilty for all of that stuff. And it's like, and then it makes you feel like you can't comment on this stuff. It makes you feel like you can't say like in the cafe where you put your takeaway coffee cup, you can't moan about climate change because you're part of the problem, right? But actually... We found out this week that Shell made eight billion profit eight in this billion. quarter. So I'm just like, you know what? You know what? This is much bigger than me. It, much bigger than me, and I'm gonna feel terrified about it while still probably making it worse because these guys need to fix it, and I'm and, I'm, and I mean it. I'm serious. I'm it's angry. With way them. bigger than our stupid little takeaway cup. Yeah, it's so much bigger than that. I'm not saying that's not stuff like that is not important. But it is important. It is way but it, yeah, but it's but yeah. like we can still be flawed human beings that are part of the problem whilst also being very aware of the problem and wanting people who can actively make positive, proper, proper, meaningful change. They have to make it. Also, yeah. oh, have you seen that stuff about Shein? Oh my God, yes. Yeah, I shared that on, this morning. It's so bad. So bad. So God, bad. I'm just going to put it it's out there. It's a disgusting Do website all around, isn't Shein. it? Do not buy from Shein. Yeah. There is enough... They're so unethical. Yeah, there are enough... Like, beyond ...reasonably priced clothing out there that's being properly made and better made. Yeah. And there's a lot, there's a big space for like that sustainability chat. And we ought to actually do that in a podcast episode one day. But fuck me, she ain't terrifying. Yeah, we should try, we should try and do an episode on this that like explores that, that like acknowledges the nuance behind ethical fashion as well, because it's just a lot of it is easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we need to do it properly, basically. Yeah. Um, And find out who, yeah. Yeah. I'm buying stuff at the moment, which I'm not normally a massive clothes buyer, but I'm buying clothes because obviously my body's changing. It's a really, it's it's really fucking with my head because I've just it's like I say I'm like two people I've got this like private guilt about like my own carbon footprint but then I've got this like massive anger and, and complete acknowledgement of the fact that that my little maternity dress doesn't mean shit in the big picture you know so I don't yeah. know we need to we need to it's complicated it is cars yeah. are so complicated anyway sorry yeah that's been stressing me out this is this isn't this isn't going great What's your bad, please? Any bad? Okay, so my bad, and I'm going to keep this really short, but my bad is that I got a a little bit, to be fair, it was only a little bit, but a little bit of backlash, I think is the right word, from last week's episode, where I talked about my vegetarianism. Did you? <laughs> and my issues with it. Yeah, and and I got, I think I got like three or four DMs of people saying like, it feels like you're promoting like another kind of diet or another kind of disordered eating behavior. So I want to like, because I didn't, I didn't explain my, I know, right. But I I didn't explain my reasons behind trying to be veggie, but they are nothing to do with, with control, like manipulating how my body looks or controlling my calorie intake. Nothing to do with that. You eat every single human being has a diet. Every single, like we all have a diet. And that, you don't have to apologise for your diet. You can point out the flaws in the society and that's your job. 
But that doesn't, that's crazy yeah. expectations on you. Right. But 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 I thought it was interesting that, and, and probably a few years ago, I I might not have seen the distinction either. But what's really cool is that like when you are, I sound really like preachy, but when you do heal your relationship with food, then you are able to, to make concessions or, or you are able to like change it to the way that, that you want to. And for me, it's ethical reasons to do with animals. And yes, it's like, I, I know if, it, if that's the case, I should be vegan, blah, blah, blah. I know this is like a wider conversation, but it's for me, it's what I can do right now. And that's being veggie. And that's why I'm doing it. It's absolutely nothing to do. And you can be vegan, you can be vegetarian without having anything to do with orthorexia or feeding into eating disorders. While I do appreciate that that is part of eating disorders for some people, but I think there's a big distinction there that was kind of lost, I, I think, on a few people. And you can also have a diet that doesn't affect anybody else. Nobody needs to make your diet their problem. And that's not very fair. Like that, I think a lot of people do this with, there's a lot of like people get their heckles up when it comes to veganism and vegetarianism on both sides because people who aren't vegan and veggie get quite defensive I think maybe because they think they should be so they assume when they meet somebody that is that they're going to be judging them which absolutely probably isn't the case because it's a very small amount of vegans that do judge or actively like you know speak the judgment so I think quite a lot of people do take do get defensive before they need to about that because of shit they're feeling anyway but I think that's really unfair be like literally eat whatever the fuck you want now and I love your terrible vegetarianism (laughs) (laughs) it brings me so much joy and I love to watch you try and I think it's lovely and good for you like you know what someone told me I was a knob because my good this week was that I exercised two days in a row and that has been the first time in pregnancy that I've been able to do that. And it was a really big deal for me. I enjoyed I'm that. really happy. And someone told you yeah. you were a knob? put it on Instagram. And someone replied saying, this is really knobby. And I was like... Oh my God, oh how God. rude. Because I, really I, I put up a little... <laughs> I put up a little apology afterwards going, sorry if this is knobby. Because, because this is the only two days that I have been able to do this since being pregnant. So I don't want anyone to watch this and think that's the norm. Because it's not my norm. Like my norm is like head in a bowl like colour a sheet like just not thriving so I just want to give but I'm sharing this to give hope to anybody who is you know really struggling with the sickness to say that it might get better because I, I couldn't imagine this point a few weeks ago and this person just replied going this is really knobby and I replied I was like sorry like I don't really that is so I don't rude. really know what to reply and she was like no I get it like you have to just share your honest and open experience I was like Okie dokie, orcs. Oh god, that really pisses me off. I know. Really, really pisses me off. I know, I know, I know. I was like, maybe it is Robbie. I don't know. I can't fucking tell. I can't tell. I'm, I'm maybe. I don't know. I'm just. I'm trying. It wasn't Nobby. It wasn't Nobby. <laughs> You're allowed to share whatever you want. You're allowed to share that you like your. That was your win, that right? Is, yeah, like it you was share everyone else's wins on Friday. That's your win. Yeah, I loved it. Did a yeah. little, little home workout on Wednesday. Went sat on my sat on my peloton like the fucking basic bitch that I am. You know what? It can how many times you've been on it it tells you every time you know what that was i didn't know that was my eighth <laughs> since scary. my pregnancy i was like brilliant <laughs> fucking brilliant <laughs> um well that girl i bought that thing to be to be on when i was pregnant because i thought it would harden up my gooch but <laughs> for lack of a lack of a nicer term i thought it would be so good far, for so childbirth. Bad. so far so bad yeah i literally that was it it was a massive waste of money but but not anymore i'm bouncing back 
watch me and my gooch get love it fit as shit fit fit love it yeah oh my god really quickly oh actually this is not the right medium for a video i'm an idiot but we should get amy to share that someone sent you someone sent you that video and said like this is what you and al are like it's like normal people like in a tribe like walking together like all marching together like getting stuff done getting stuff done and then like other people which is me and you me people being like stunning anyway oh my god we need to go we didn't do great we didn't we've run for improvement oh oh we've got a great guest we've got a really good guest today Great guest. Great guest. We have a sexpert. Sexpert. Oh, gosh, you sound like cosmopolitan. I don't know if she calls herself that. No, I don't think anybody calls so herself that. So she's a sex... That. No, she's a sex relationships expert, Aloni. She's written a book called The Big O. And it was a really good interview. We had lots of good advice. Very good advice. Sex advice. And sad if advice. anybody's no, here... Didn't work, didn't work. If anybody's here thinking, oh, this will be such a good episode because Alex will be so awkward, I actually just have to disappoint you and say, you really thrived. You had this conversation like a grown-up. Yeah. Just, yeah, you were pretty normal. It was weird. Let's hope my mum and dad aren't listening to this one then. I'm sending it <laughs> via post to Norma. I'm gonna print. I'm gonna put oh, it on a oh. CD and I'm gonna post it you... to her. <laughs> do you think she owns a CD player? Please. I don't know. Well, do you want me to just come? And... My mum is in the 21st century. Okay, if I was gonna say well, no, I, could, I could send her a tri- yeah. No, I could send her a transcript. Oh <laughs> we're in the 21st century. Yes, yes we, we are. are. Where's yes. she? Yes. Is she with us? Same. That's what I was saying. But then I was suddenly like, it's not the 21st century. No, it is. It is. No, it is. I don't know yeah. why they do that, yeah. though. It's really annoying because I get very confused in history. It's when was it Shakespeare makes no sense. around? Like, you know he was around in the 1500s, but what century is that? 14th or 16th? I don't know. I know. It's, it makes no sense. Why not just call it the actual century? Yeah, why not call the what? 1500s oh my God. Can the 15th historian century? Tell us? Well, can no, historian I think we probably work. Right we in. have to go out, but I can work. I'll tell we you have to go. Okay. I can work it out. Okay. Okay. Enjoy, enjoy Aloni. Enjoy Aloni. She's brilliant. <laughs> Take soak in all of her advice and enjoy and, and remember to stop don't shove it in. in. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And congratulations because we're speaking you. to you yeah. two, three weeks after yes. your books come out. The big O. Yep. Can you tell us about it? Of course. So it's an empowering guide for loving, dating and fucking. And just basically a book that every woman needs if she wants to feel empowered about her sexuality, if she wants to have better sex, if she wants to unlearn everything that society has told her about, um, you know, having autonomy over her body and just what sex is supposed to mean as well. And it's just, it has different chapters that just basically allows you to to understand there's a lot more to what we've been told about sex as a whole. So yeah, that's amazing. Sum up, yeah. <laughs> Which we're going to get into. Yeah. But can you tell us first how you got into this Ooh. and how all of this came about? Absolutely. So this first came about when I was around like 18. I used to blog heavily about relationships. All my friends were doing like outfit of the days on Instagram or on their blog spots or WordPress accounts. And of course, I love that stuff. Like who doesn't love hair and beauty? We all do, right? Yeah. But I just found that I was always on the phone talking to my girls about 
you know, boys, if it wasn't relationship conundrums, it was about sex. And that's where it started. And I would write blogs about all these things. And suddenly I had a bunch of women who were coming to me with their dilemmas. And I was just like, hold on, I, I don't have, I'm in the same boat as you, you know, kind yeah. of thing. So I realised that everyone wanted the wanted answers. And again, when you're getting all these similar dilemmas, you notice that there's a theme, there's a pattern and you pretty much feel like you know the answer. Not the complete answer, but you know well enough. You see a type of, I don't know, if someone's going through a situationship, it's easy to be like, come on, like this guy's having you on. He's not serious Mm -hmm. about you. You need to let go. And it was the same with sex. I saw that women were saying, you know, um, I can't orgasm. Why is this? And then you just do a quick bit of research and you suddenly realise, which is what the book is about, the yeah. orgasm disparity, yeah. is that women um, don't or- orgasm as frequently as men do um, yeah. in cis-heterosexual relationships. And that, you know, there's a reason why. It's because men are quite shit in bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. talk about men being shit in bed and about the orgasm gap. Please, let's do it. It's huge. Yes. But before I do, I just have to ask you how you talk about sex on the internet yes because like you said you started when you were like 18 how yeah. was that like with your family was it did, they, did, did you know. they had no idea did they, they know are. now oh they know now my <laughs> okay. mum was at my book release party she was dancing with me and I was just like well this is really this is like a full circle moment because <laughs> I grew up in a very strict home very strict right. Christian home so as far as I was concerned mm. babies came from God and that was the answer. And I was not to argue with my mother every time I would ask, you know. But um, yeah, she's she's fine with it now. I mean, I'm grown. So uh, she, she knows that her daughter is having sex. I don't think she's, you know, she thinks otherwise. But she loves the dating stuff. She likes, you know, I used to have my own TV show called My Mate's a Bad Date. And I would like you know, try and make people better data. So she likes that stuff and she likes to see me on TV. So she's pretty chilled by it now, yeah. That's good. <laughs> so like, I, I, I think I'm cool. I think I'm chill. And yeah. then I'm aware of my parents <laughs> listening and I'm like... <laughs> uh, it just makes <laughs> you like cringe. Never mind. It, makes yeah. you cr- it would make me cringe as well, yeah. I, I'm not going to be sitting down to talk about the orgasm gap with my mum anytime soon. No, <laughs> no. Uh, fair enough. Absolute, boundaries. Yeah. Absolute boundaries, yeah. <laughs> But then, well, my, who we, we interviewed Style Me Sunday, Nat Lee. Yeah, and she yes. said she'd bought her mama dildo for Christmas. And her granny. And her granny. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what, how inspiring. If I did that I for know. my mum, she'd be like, why have you done this? Honestly, <laughs> I thought my mum would too, but now I'm starting to think, should I do it? Do I don't it. think she would use it. I think she'd probably throw it at me and be like, don't be ridiculous. Because she's still, <laughs> she's still got quite like a stiff upper lip. Do you know what I mean? Like there's only, she's not that, you know, she's cool, but she's not that cool. So yeah. It's yeah. On the way. On the way. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I put a, question box out on Instagram for people to write in with their sex and relationship questions. But before we go into those, I'd love to ask you, what is the most common thing that you're asked? The most common thing that I'm asked is, I can't orgasm, don't know how to orgasm, what do I do? And I feel like the true answer to that is you need to learn to have sex with yourself first. You need to understand what it is that your body likes. You need to understand... um, what it is what toys you might really enjoy and maybe take that into the bedroom with your partner because toys are not just for solo sex it's also for partnered sex and finding the right sexual position that's good for you and again the right toy that works for you I feel like 
you also need to teach your partner. If you don't know what it is you like in bed, how are you going to teach your partner? Yeah. And how are they going to be able to help you climax? Yeah. So, yeah, that is a common question I'm asked. Because the orgasm gap is really big. Like, I can't remember, you'll know, I'm sure, the the statistics about the difference when women have sex with men versus when women have sex with women or when women just with themselves. It's all in the book, but there was a study of around 800 students in America in a college. And when they did this study, 90% of men said they usually or always climax in comparison to around 30% of women who said they usually or always climax. So you can imagine if 30% of women are saying, yeah, I come sometimes or I always come in comparison to 90% of men. And we are having sex with these men. You know, what's going on here? In comparison to when women have sex with women, where it's it reaches 90 to, you know, 95%. Why is that? What are women doing that cis men aren't? It's such, like, a fun thing for me to feel like it's all been flipped and it's like, no, God, you're just not that good at it. You're not. Like, yeah, it's, it's, because, not a, it's not a problem. With no, because like, the, whole way, the whole way through our growing up, right, it's been like... Like, oh women like oh they get headaches or like women are so they're just like it's it's always been like a woman's problem that yeah, she yeah, couldn't yeah. enjoy it and yep. it's just like really refreshing to hear you just be like they're just a bit shit they it? are really shit and I feel like we enable their shittiness yeah. to be honest yeah. yeah, we enable it and maybe it's due to you know women are often told that we need to be polite we need to smile more we have to be do you know what I mean there's a certain attitude that we're told yeah. that we have to have so we take that behaviour into the bedroom and then you know I was saying this on a, another interview actually that men then bring all their alpha energy and we kind of want to stroke their ego so we tell them that they're doing a great job and because we've already we already believe that sex isn't even for us so we, we instantly think well as long as he's having a good time and he's you know gotten his nut what I really get in the end doesn't really matter and that's just yeah. not true yeah, it's yeah. like prioritising their happiness. That actually reminds me of a, a someone wrote in with a question around this. And they said, so how do you start a conversation with a long-term partner and tell them that you don't like what they do in bed? Because that's quite yeah. difficult when you've been with someone for, for a long time and perhaps if this girl has been it, faking yeah. it for yeah. a long time and then suddenly you have to turn around and be like, actually... I don't like this. Well, how do you go about that? You just say, do you know what? I enjoy when you do this more than that. Um, I don't want to say that we should treat men like babies. We shouldn't have to baby them. But how would you want someone to deliver the news to you? Yeah. So that's how you kind of have to take into consideration. So maybe form it into like a sandwich. Start off with what they're good at. Yeah. Then say what they need to work on and go to other things that you also enjoy. But my thing is that your pleasure is more important than his ego. So always take that into, into factor yeah. because... I'm not going to continue having bad sex with someone just yeah. because of your ego. Like, it makes no sense to me. No. So, again, just have a conversation and be like, do you know what? I love when you suck on the hood of my clit like this. But that thing you do with your finger, no, this is how I would prefer you do it instead. I know we've okay. been doing it like this for some time, but I realize I actually like it better when you do it this way. Okay. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Just, so, like, positive, yeah. not reinforcement, but kind of... It's a shit sandwich. Uh, it is. It's a bit positive, it, is yeah. a, it is a sandwich. <laughs> it's a sandwich. But if it gets what needs to be done, do it. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Or it could. You might be like me and say, "Hey, I just don't like that. Can you just do this instead and just be straight on?" Like, yeah. I don't really have time for games when it comes to the bedroom. Like, yeah. let's just, you know, maybe that's because I'm just a lot older and I'm a bit more sexually confident. And it takes time to get there because I feel like when you're new to sex, 
you're a bit timid, you're a bit shy, you don't know what you're doing. I mean, you guys must remember the first time you, you had sex. It, was, it couldn't have been great. And the fun, no, no. And the funny <laughs> thing is, right. the funny thing is, is that you assume, or one assumes, a woman assumes, I think quite often, that the man knows more. Yeah. And maybe because they watch more porn or like they talk about yeah. it with their mates more. So you always assume that you know less. And yep. it's like, well, they must be doing it right. And there must be something wrong with me because like yeah. I, this, I'm not good at, at yeah. this. And that's the thing. A lot of us do get our education from porn and yeah. it's so terribly bad because, you know, porn isn't real. It's a bunch of well-paid actors. Some of them aren't even paid, um, some of them aren't even paid well. Yeah. And that's why I always tell women, like, try and watch, you know, ethical porn because... Yeah. Do you have recommendations for ethical yes. porn? Yes. So there is um, an amazing um, woman who does feminist porn. Her name is Erica Lust. Um, she's, I've even worn, like, I've, got some of their t-shirts she's really great at what she does um so for those who don't even know what ethical porn is that is when um you are making sure that porn actresses on set there's an intimacy coach there people's boundaries aren't being crossed um consent is being respected which goes under boundaries of course um people are being paid properly as well and there's just no dodginess going on because we know like of course you know sex work as a whole can be very sketchy for some people so you know when you you're watching proper porn and ethical porn you're supporting people who make sure they put time and effort into making sure that porn actors and actresses are being um paid and just treated properly so yeah porn yeah can definitely have a negative effect when you try and use it as education and i mean it has it's positive as well i mean we all love it it's great for fantasizing it can teach you some good things, but, you know, when people come to me and just just like, oh, how do I squirt? I'm just like, listen, there's a yeah. prop between her labia, okay? It's a little balloon that's been put it's there. Her. Of course it is. You think she's just what? squirting on demand? Hell no. I mean, maybe some, but if I you think about... If you think, yeah, there's little... props for everything. Oh, like, even before okay. men go on set, you've got someone who's a fluffer who's getting them hard before they get there. They don't just go in there with a boner. Like, do you know what I mean? Someone's got to suck them off or give them a wank just before they go in really? there. Really? Yeah. There's so much That's that goes yeah, fl- on. Yeah, fluffing is like a whole job title. Yep. It is. And I always feel sorry for the fluffer because I'm like, you didn't even get to do it like on camera. Like, you just have to do like the really like the scut work. I wouldn't like, mind if I'm getting paid page. just to, yeah, right? I wouldn't yeah. mind if I got to like just give someone a handjob with no one seeing it and I'm getting paid. I'd be like, okay, off, off I go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Like, when you say it like that, yeah. like, in my, when, I, when I imagine a fluffer, I imagine somebody like, I don't know, like plumping up a cushion, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dusting yeah. in the corner yeah. of the room, <laughs> just fluffing up the willy. Right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but so. that's, yeah, that's. That's interesting. It's like if women don't really get fluffed, do they? In their porn area, I guess. They, I don't think they do. Or maybe they do. But do you know what? As a whole, I feel like women in general, when it comes to the reality of sex, women don't even get fluffed. And that's foreplay. And that's another thing that's missing from a lot of um, sexual relationships, foreplay. I think there was a study that... um, I talk about this in the book. The average time of foreplay yeah. for women is around 11 minutes and for men it's like 13 minutes. And that's all okay, but there's just so much more that can be done as well. Like I believe personally that foreplay should last around 30 minutes. And I know people are probably listening probably be like, what the hell? 30 it's minutes. We are all busy people, but if you want to have good sex, and this is the thing, that's what's causing the orgasm gap. People are rushing yeah. sex. Men are simple as a whole and not just 
in during sex, I think in, in general, men are very simple. So when it comes to sex when and penetration, that's what's pretty much needed in comparison to women. I feel like women are a bit more like Rubik's Cubes. Like we need longer foreplay. We need oral sex. We need more touching. We need more licking. We need a lot of more caressing. And if you think about the times you're having sex with a guy, it's just a bit of kissing and then he just wants to shove it in. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, I'm not even wet yet. Do you know what I mean? Can I just say, I've heard the expression shove it in way too much in my life. I realised as you said it, I was just like, I didn't even flinch at that. It's just like, (laughs) I should. Yeah, because it's just, it's, yeah. uh, yeah. They're just up and away. Yeah. Absolutely. And it shouldn't be like that, you know, because sex is not just about penetration. I feel like a lot of cis-hetero people make penetration the bread and butter of sex and it shouldn't be seen that way. There's so much more that happens during sex. And even if you think about women, um, women who are having sex with other women, penetration is not the be on uh, be or end all of their of their intimacy there's a lot more that takes place and maybe we should be wondering why because a lot of women can't orgasm from penetration alone yeah that's like around 25% of women and that can or can't that that what can come through penetration yeah. 25% can can um, yeah that's and that wild. was one of the the main themes of the questions that yeah. were that came in there are there are a few that we'll go on to but that was one and people saying like Yes, I can orgasm in other ways, but is it okay that I can't ever orgasm through penetration? No, I think that's the main... I mean, okay, see it this way. Our clitoris is the only organ designed for sexual pleasure. Men do not have that. Mm. Only people who are born with um, vulvas only have this magical bean that is purely there for sex. Magical bean. Magical bean that you flick. (laughs) That magical bean that you flick is only designed for one thing. And it is for clitoral stimulation and pleasure. Our, you know, vaginas have um, different uses. Yes, it's there for penetration, but it's also there for birth as well. Yeah. But if you think about it, that's again due to porn. We've seen that porn has shown us that all women are supposed to climax through penetration that's not true imagine if we were watching porn which showed us that no you know stimulating the clit the most is what is really supposed to help you get there and that's why that's the misinformation that we really do have about sex and I break it down in the book even further and allow you to unlearn these things that men behind cameras in Hollywood have been teaching everyone about sex for so long and yeah you kind of like unpack what you've been taught about it Okay. Yeah, because so many women feel like they're failing. Or there's something wrong with them. Yeah. Yeah. If they can't come like that. And then you don't want to, like, say to your partner, like, particularly because we were saying this, right? Like, the beginning of a relationship. And particularly if, like, you got with your partner when you were young or if you still are young or even if you're not young but you just haven't, whatever. But, like, you you want to keep them happy at the beginning. Yeah. You want to massage their ego at the beginning. So, like, oh, my God, that was amazing. And then you're just, like a year in it's like oh bollocks I yeah. walked into this yeah. I yeah, fucking I hate this yeah but... and I always say start how you wish to continue yeah but don't be too hard on yourself it's never too late early relationship you know long relationship doesn't matter um there's always a way you can communicate with your partner and express what you enjoy in the bedroom most but yeah um a lot of people a lot of women do believe that there is something wrong with them they can't climax through vaginal penetration and I think that's just you know it's just it just shows you how wrongly we've been led to be honest and yeah I'm just hoping with the book people will understand that there's a lot more to sex than dick inside vagina sex because I personally don't get me wrong 
I love penetration. Who does not like listening to the headboard being smacked on the wall as you're getting a good run? <laughs> we love it. It's fine. Like, you know, there's so many positions you can enjoy amazing penetration. But if you know how someone enjoys pleasure most, you should be doing your job in that mutual, you know, um, moment to make sure that they get to that that big O. Because do you get what I mean? If you know how your partner really enjoys their dick being sucked or their dick being licked or whatever it might be, you will do it that way or you'll try to do it that way. So if your partner knows that her body really gets to that finish line through clitoral stimulation, you need to express that or else they're just going to keep just shoving it in and thinking that's all that's needed. Yeah, I think that's the name of this podcast episode. Shove it, shoving it in, shoving it in. (laughs) (laughs) But I think as well, like a lot of women... I don't, it's like that sex doesn't count as sex if it wasn't penetrative. And I'm sure that's like, that must come from like a Christian God procreation standpoint. Like that's the point of sex from a biological standpoint. Absolutely. And that's exactly why so many girls, I remember when I was growing up, girls would say that they were virgins because they never had direct vaginal penetration. Mm, And I describe that type of girl in my book as the everything but girl. So the everything but girl will give head, she'll suck dick, she'll take up the ass, hand jobs, but she won't. I mean, personally, I'm sorry. (laughs) If you're doing all of those things and you just think that because you're not getting it directly between your, like, between your legs. I this... mean, if it's going up the bum. Yeah, like... yeah you've had sex. You've had sex. <laughs> you've definitely had You're sex. You're not kidding anyone <laughs> at this not. point. You, you definitely... That's a lot of sex. It like, is a lot of yeah, sex. Yeah. There were so many girls growing up who, you know, from different cultures and different religions who, um, who believe that they're still a virgin. And again, the book talks heavily about virginity as well and what we need to unlearn about that. Yeah. But I think what you said there is important that a lot of people only count sex through one way and that's not true, mm. you know. Well, it's completely like exclusionary, isn't it? Because you're not, it's com- yep. like this het- heteronormative at the, like at a base level, but then it's also not considering anybody with vaginismus or Absolutely. ED or erectile yeah. dysfunction or like any of the other things that would make sex look different. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It definitely is heteronormative. It erases a lot of other people's sexuality because what you're trying to say, like, you know, lesbians who have never, ever had direct penetration from a man are all still virgins because they're definitely not. No. And, and they're definitely having better sex. And they're definitely having better anybody, sex. Yeah. If anyone is the virgin, <laughs> it is definitely not them, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um. Another, I actually think this was the most common theme amongst the questions. I actually struggled to get questions that weren't this in the sea of this, is mismatched libidos. Ooh. And actually, it was more that their partner had a lower sex drive. Sorry. Most of the questions were around um, women whose male partners had a lower sex drive than them. Number one, that they were, they, it kind of, it makes them feel bad, I guess, because we're like, you know, like men are supposed to be like the alphas with their loads yeah. of testosterone. They're supposed to spur like huge yeah. sex drive. They want to just shove it in all the time. <laughs> yep. And it's not happening. It's making them feel a certain way about themselves. Um, and also that they're, they're desiring sex. They they want sex, but this, it's just not happening because of his low sex drive. Yeah. I do feel like sexual compatibility really is important. Mm. And... Um, you know, it depends how important is sex in your relationship because some people have really high um, 
high sex drives and their partners might not. And it has maybe been the reason as to why the relationship has not continued or someone has stepped out. So you have to ask yourself, how important is sex to me? How important is sex to this person? And I think go from there. If you're with someone who has a very low libido and you have a high libido, you know, you might want to have sex. This is, this is not just, this is not, I'm not saying that this is the average you should be having sex, but it's just an example. You might want to have sex maybe four times a week, but your partner just wants to have sex once a week. You need to ask yourself, is there really a future in this relationship? Am I going to be sexually satisfied? Is this going to make me unhappy? And go from there, answer particular questions. And, you know, hopefully that can help and maybe decide whether or not there is a future with this person Mm. or if they're just part of your story for now. Can you like... Did you think libidos change? Like, if you're with somebody who, like, had a high libido, like, because you can just go through periods, right? You can go through periods. I've been through periods where I've been in bed with my boyfriend. I'm just like, don't touch me. And I've been through periods in my relationship where I've woken my boyfriend up in the middle of sleep and like, right, get up. I want to have sex. Do you know what I mean? So it can definitely change. Everyone's different. And there's also many things you need to take into account is this person on medication are they stressed are they depressed right um you know is their boss screaming at them at work like what is going on yeah. there could be different factors that are, are happening so you need to take these things into yeah. into consideration but if you know that on an average day your partner is just not as sexual as you ask yourself is this the person i want to be with because i personally need to be with someone who i'm trying to think what's my sex drive life i feel like i have a high sex drive so it you need to be on a similar wavelength but if you if he is someone for example in my situation if he was someone who wants to have sex once a week this isn't going anywhere like you know Right. Yeah, I feel like in your line of work, yeah. you're doing this for a job. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I need yeah. content. You've got standards exactly. to maintain. I need content, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. What can you do, do you think, like if your partner, has, you know he's got it in him, Yeah. but he just hasn't, he's just something situationally. So he's taking antidepressants. That was a big one. A lot yeah. of people saying that either they take antidepressants or their partner takes antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And obviously that can have a huge effect on libido. Yeah. So yeah, in in what can you do that like, example? Yeah, well, how can you spice it up? Spice it up. There's so many things you can do to spice it up. You okay. can first of all, you need to have a conversation and communicate, and you know, just express that you've noticed that their sex drive isn't as high. Do they have an interest in sex? Would they be interested in looking for ways to spice up? Because you need to know where their mind is at. There's no point yeah, trying you can't to just come in. Yeah, with like... there's no point just going to like a sex shop and bringing out a bag full of toys or getting into something a really nice, cute. I don't know. Um, lingerie and they're still it's not doing anything for them you need to know if they're actually open to it if they are open to it then yes go get the bag of toys go get the the lingerie maybe go out to dinner do something that can help set the mood set the tone maybe if they're at work let them know that what you're about to send isn't safe for work and then drop your nude or your video nude. Vi- that's a vood. So a vood. A vood. I never heard that. I like yeah. that. Oh, oh my God. Old and married. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, so there's so many things you can do, you know, yeah. and again, tailor it to the type of partner you had, you've got. So if you know that your partner is someone who likes adventure, who likes, um, who likes the unpredictable, you might want to do the, the the nudes at work or whatever. If you know your partner really enjoys a good night or tr- enjoys new restaurants, 
book a dinner for both of you and try and set the tone, you know, let them know that you've got something waiting for them at home and see if that, just find different ways to get them in the mood. It really depends on your partner. No two people are alike. Do you know what I mean? Regardless of the situation, no two people are alike. So assess it by person and um, yeah, read the book as well. The answers are definitely there as well. (laughs) Um, Okay, so if you've got somebody who wanted to bring a toy into their relationship, but they are afraid of hurting the ego of the man they are in the relationship with, what do you do? Well, I always say that, you know, sex toys are not supposed to, um, they're not there to compete with a man. It's there to complement the sex. So you need to make sure that you have a conversation prior and explain and educate what sex toys are there for because you know I used to work in a sex toy shop and so often men would come inside and they'd be like oh I don't need that like my girl's got me like do you want to, <laughs> trying to replace me and I was just like dude oh my god why are you in here why are you in here are they coming in alone just to tell you that they'd come in with guys other guys you know people when they see sex toys like maybe because I'm just used to it especially when I as I worked in a sex toy so I saw every type of customer I saw the embarrassed I saw the shy I saw the experienced I saw the old, I had an old woman come in. She was just like around 80 years old and she thought that her toy was broken. And I was just like, oh, bless you. You just need to charge it. Yeah, no, she was really sweet. Bless her. I hope she's doing well. Yeah, I know. I hope she's doing well. But, um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Right? I hope she found that USB. Um, But yeah, no, if you want to introduce it to your partner, um, just have a conversation, express what it's for, um, and start off with something small. You don't want to be, unless you're like me, I don't really care about scaring men with huge sex toys in the bedroom. I brought out like a wand and this guy was just like, oh my God, this is such a cock block. And I'm just like, dude, if there was no toy, I wouldn't even be having sex with you. So thank, <laughs> thank her now. Okay, do not disrespect her. You would not be here if it weren't for her. Right, for real. So, um, but even going back to your other question, which was to do when people come inside the store, I had so many people who would come inside sex um, sex shops, like even women who who didn't even understand the the basic needs of what toys were there for. I had girls who would also say, oh, I don't need that. Like I've got a man. It's just like, it's it's got nothing to do with men. Why do you keep yeah, centering yeah, yeah. the sex you're having with yeah. men? You need to unlearn that immediately because yeah. sex is not just about, yes, yeah, sex is about experiencing this beautiful feeling with someone else but you can enjoy sex on your own you can mm. learn new things about your body on your own and that's there's what's so important much shame around yeah there's so women. much shame yeah. yeah that women like women tie sex to ego and ego to penises so it doesn't it doesn't really um shock me when i when i used to hear those comments i don't know what it's like today because i don't work in a sex store but I'd like to. I'd like to think it's changed. Yeah, because you have like toys that are like literally just like willy shaped, and it's just like it's wild, isn't it? Yeah, it's so wild. Who's that doing what for? Really? Well, but who's maybe making 25%, it? But who's making yeah. it as well? It's yeah, these men yeah. who are behind these who who are just like, oh, I know what women want. You know, yeah, they want yeah. dicks. You so know? then maybe go like a girl, and I, I do think it takes a lot of like we've had a lot of embar- like embarrassing, I put in quotation marks, stories <laughs> sent into the pod about people who've had their like love honey orders sent to work and stuff, which we love to see. <laughs> but like, <laughs> if you the packaging's discreet, thankfully, but like, yeah, it is. If you were putting in an order, like I think a lot of people might, even the like dildos that are portrayed in films are very often just like, just like a sort of like willy shaped lump. Honestly, I say this in my book, like I've got a timeline, (laughs) I've got like a timeline of sex toys 
um, inside the big O. And it kind of like just shows you <gasps> that's my, yeah, my unlearning of sex toys because when you're new to sex toys, the first thing you're thinking is dildo because that's what I saw in pop culture. It's yeah. what I saw yeah. on TV. And then you, when you learn more about your body, you say, wait, hold on. Why am I tying my sexuality to the girth and length of the penis? Yeah. And then you suddenly realise what it is you like. You become more experienced, which is why I always say that sexuality is a journey. Like I have my own sex toy journey because... I was doing so much unlearning yeah. about toys and about myself and my pleasure. And I just want every other woman to do that as well because sex is a lot more deeper if we allow ourselves to remove the shame that we have from it. And yeah, I really do feel like every woman does have the potential to get there. What sex toy would you recommend to a person Ooh, listening? You asking my favourite yeah, question. Yeah, like a starter. A starter. A starter. Oh, a starter. A starter. And a moose bush. If we're talking starter, if we're talking, if we're talking starter, I always say just go for a vibrator, like a tiny vibrator. Like nice, bullet. discreet bullet. Exactly. Yeah. And can I, this is, I'm going to ask really basic questions, but just yeah. for someone listening, because I feel like a lot of people like don't want to ask this stuff or don't know how to Google it or yeah. whatever. It, what Can you explain when you recommend things, what you do with them? That sounds really silly, but what like, do you mean? Like, well, because I, I think a lot of people think if you've got like a dildo, that everything goes, everything goes in. Oh, basically. I see. See, you got to find out by reading the book because that's okay. a very good question, and it's answered there. Like with every toy, I describe all the type of toys that exist, and I tell you the mistakes not to make with them because yeah. it is no, it's a good question. Yeah, I remember. and I've seen it. I've seen it. Like, I will say, please do not put a vibrator because we've spoken about it. A bullet because we just I just mentioned it. Yeah. Bullets do not go inside your. Oh vagina. my god, it might get lost. Yeah, I mean, well, I remember yeah. showing someone. <laughs> But no, as well. No, <laughs> no, really? no. I mean, it's just go up your canal and just yeah. I, I mean, yeah, again. but it doesn't have a string. It's not like a tampon. Yeah, you can't get it back out. I remember but, yeah. showing a friend of mine who, and I remember like we'd been drinking like all night, and then she she basically said she'd never. I can't remember if it was like she'd never orgasmed or she'd never like masturbated basically. And I was like, oh my fucking god. She's like, yeah, I don't have a sex toy. And I was like. What? what? So I bought her like while we were like sitting there, um, uh, wand, and I showed it to her, and she and she knew she she sent me a photo when it arrived. I think she'd like forgotten. I went to bed, and then she sent me a photo, and she's like, "How the fuck is that gonna fit up there?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, no! Like, don't put it up." Yeah. Um, but I feel like people you don't know immediately think that it's, it's supposed got to, to go, go up. up. Yeah, yeah. this is what I mean. I mean. I think in 2005, um, we we were shown a proper diagram of what the clit looks like. Before, you know, in education, cl the clitoris was not something that was really a part of the reproductive health or it, it wasn't something that was shown or seen as important. And again, in the book, I describe like, could you imagine that being done with the penis? Like, the clitoris is very important when it comes to sex. But we're told, you know, we're taught about our vulvas. And not even about our vulvas. We don't even really say no. vulvas. We're taught about our vaginas. And barely anyway. But if you think about it, everyone has this obsession with something going in, 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 in. And it's not yeah. about going in. It's about stimulation. Yeah. Yes, penetration, again, as I mentioned, is important to an extent. But when I talk about sex toys, immediately people are thinking about something that's going in. But it's not just about going in. It's about vibrating. It's about sucking. Like, there's toys 
that I love that are just designed for sucking on your clitoris. I don't, I can't remember the last time I even put a sex toy inside me. Like, if it's not about the clit, clit action, I'm just, yeah, I'm not really interested. So what was your re- recommendation? Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 You're it's like fine. one uh, recommendation for it. So a suction toy. I would say just get a suction toy. There's so many that's available. Um, you know, so many great companies that do suction toys. And they're just phenomenal. Honestly, it takes you to a new level. You honestly start to see... I feel like you see your body levitate when you orgasm. Like, you see your spirit just in the air because it's that phenomenal. But, yeah, I've, I would definitely say a suction toy. But if you're just a new... Like, if you're a beginner, get a vibrator. It's very simple. It's, it's you know, it's easy to use. Couple settings, couple different vibes. And you can use it, again, during um, partnered sex as well. You can use it during foreplay with your partner. Get your partner to use it whilst they're going down on you. So, yeah. Speaking of your partner going down on you, something else that came up a lot is that someone said, how do you navigate a partner who's not comfortable giving oral but expects to receive it? Uh, And actually a few people said this. (laughs) I'm I'm not getting, my partner won't go down on me. That doesn't shock me. I mean, when I talk about the orgasm gap, it's not just the orgasm gap that exists, there's oral sex gap as well. um, Where men are used to receiving heads, but with women... It's not, we don't know how to request it. Maybe because we get into our heads, might be wondering, oh, I don't know if I smell good or if he might not like the sight of my vulva. Right. There's so many things that we get into our head or we just believe that women are supposed to give and men really aren't. And it's just weird because it's just like, yo, if you're a dude and you're supposed to be this obsessed with sex, shouldn't you be obsessed with my vagina as well? Like, get in between there. Do the damn job, you know? But um, sadly, it's not the same. And maybe because... Some people have this sexist and misogynistic way of thinking that our vulvas are disgusting and I don't know. I I, I really couldn't tell you. I'm not a man. I also think they're scared of being bad at it. I yeah do they do yeah. they don't know what they're doing yeah. because they get there yeah. they don't know what they're doing if you told them I mean how many memes have we seen about men not knowing where the clit is literally because I think the men that are good at it are the ones that like doing it and everyone yeah. else is just yeah. all you're saying when you say I don't want to do it it's just that I'm bad at it yeah. but I guess like ad for you I remember like there always used to be like people talking about how to give a good blowjob yeah. like they'd be like oh my god there's a YouTube video on like how to give a good blowjob but on YouTube yeah, and really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. on the yeah. cover of Cosmo. Okay, okay. So I mean, okay. So not literally showing you, but telling you. I'm just thinking YouTube would. Yeah, they're like this. talking you through. Okay, or okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember we were like watching sixth form or something. Yeah. Whatever. But then I feel like there isn't that for men. Of like, no. here's how you go down on a woman. No, you know. But I do feel like the tides are turning because I feel like do we you? were, yeah, we were so happy before just for like the, the scraps of male attention, and mm. it's just like we put up with so much shit. And now, yeah. like books like Alonia's coming out, and everyone, and then they're just gonna be terrified. Now, now yeah. watch the cover of Mars, like <laughs> how to make her happy, like free copy of the Big O with this week's magazine. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is hilarious. No, I completely agree in 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 that. Yeah, in that sense, because um, a lot of men still don't know what they're doing down there as well. Yeah. You're just like, what the hell are you doing? And it's embarrassing for them to have to ask. It, it, so okay, so so for men, okay, let's be honest, no men listen to this. <laughs> no, you think so? I, no. think, I think we have like two. No, I'm sure men do. I call them silent listeners on my podcast. Do you think? Yeah, when I bump into men, they're just like, I like your podcast. Like, I listen yeah. to it when I'm in the stock room. I'm just. Like, I did meet a man who said my wife really likes a podcast, and he's like. I really like it too. <laughs> no, right? no. Like, it's a silent well, listener. Yeah. When the Come Curious Girls came on, yeah. a lot of women messaged me to say, I've made my partner listen to this, this episode. Good. So for... 
I mean, this is really general. I don't know how, if you even got an answer for this, but Mm -hmm. if men do happen to be listening, hi, um, are you okay? Why are you here? Um, But what can they, like, how can they get good advice on this stuff and, like, learn how to be better in bed? Because, like we're saying, like, men are shit bed. Like, how can they be better and do better? a really good question. And the answer is in the big O, honestly. Get the big O, because there's so many methods that I put in there as well. Like, I talk about new oral um, sex methods that um that aren't really spoken about as well um so they're new techniques that can be tried as well i also guide women in the book on how to guide their partners to have better oral sex so there's tips for men there's tips for women and there's literally step by step um it's like a step-by-step tutorial essentially but um yeah it's in the book and you know the the dilemma that you mentioned if I was to just give an answer, I would say maybe try going sex toy shopping and as well as getting toys, if they're really not into it, maybe get toys that emulate um, a type of suction that feels like someone's giving you um, oral sex. And if you don't want to do the toy and you really you know, want to try and see if they can, you can get their lips down there, why not try and get lube, edible lube, lubricant that... My favourite, I've got a favourite one. It's this creme brulee one. Oh, it's so Creme brulee. So That's good. advanced. Bloody That's hell. Fancy. So good. I love using it when I'm giving head because I go to work. I'm just like, you know when it tastes better, <laughs> you just feel more, it's just like, it really does make you more enthusiastic. Do you know what I mean? A creme brulee will do that too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you might want to try, or if it might be something basic, you might want to be like, okay, let's get something like strawberry, you know, um, edible lube and that could maybe convince them as well but if they don't want to do it you should never ever force anyone to you know don't push them past their sexual boundary yeah i think the problem in what you were saying was the like they expect one thing yeah like that seems to be the like there's there's two different things because there's one if it's like if you if you don't like doing it then that's fair enough because there will be women that don't like giving blowjobs or whatever but then there's like the expectation if they just won't do it because they won't do it then they're probably shit in bed and they're also probably an arsehole yeah and exactly (laughs) that is true which i said in the beginning dump him yeah so but yeah it really depends on where it's coming from is it coming from a misogynistic standpoint or is it because they really are clueless and don't want to make a fool out of themselves yeah and if that's the case like not everybody's like great at everything at sex you know there's certain things no but god loves a trial right god does love a trial yeah. so try yeah give it yeah. just give it a go yeah okay <laughs> i am Someone needs to call in a, a, a sex book that <laughs> god, <laughs> loves loves god loves a trial <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm in a long-term relationship with a man but can't stop fantasising about women Ooh. and this girl followed up to caveat all of this but she's happy with her boyfriend slash husband I can't remember she's happy with him she doesn't want to break up with him but she just can't stop thinking about women there's nothing wrong with that like women are beautiful I don't stop thinking about women too like it makes complete sense like when you're in a relationship, just because you're in a relationship, it doesn't mean you stop finding other people attractive. It doesn't mean you're not going to stop fantasising. No, we've Don't, been we list, should... lusting after Pierce Brosnan all afternoon. <laughs> Wait, no, you have. I have not. <laughs> I have been lusting after... So, so is Lesbian Daisy. Yeah. We, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I feel like we try to restrict our sexuality and feel like just because we're with a man, we're only supposed to find men attractive or even yeah. if we identify as straight. Again, in the big O, I share you know, I really do break down sexuality and everything we've been taught surrounding our sexuality. I get women all the time who tell me, listen, I'm straight as hell, but I love watching lesbian porn. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even if you, you know, even if you find later on that you might not be straight as hell, 
a lot of us are more bi-curious and bisexual than we are led to believe. So do not feel like you need to, one, put a label on your sexuality, two, be surprised that you find other people and, you know, other sexes attractive. Yeah, Yeah. like, that's part of life. I remember reading once about the lesbian porn thing and, like, the reason that a lot of women like watching it more is because it's, like, female pleasure is actually prioritised more. Yeah. So it's, like, a more... Yeah. realistic I suppose or like I think women are just hotter to be honest you're women not are, wrong yeah. women are just yeah. like yeah. You know, like they're female great female form is beautiful yeah, yeah when it's like attached to the man that you love it's still like great but it's just like yeah. when you actually look, look at, at it, it it's like huh it's quite just like a Aggressive. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit aggressive. It's just a sort of. It's lump, not sensual. Really. Yeah, it's I feel not. like women are. I don't women, know. Yeah, there's just so much going on with our bodies that yeah. it's just like beautiful. Like sometimes I get why men are crazy. Like when it, comes to, <laughs> when it comes to women, I'm just like, why can't you just stick to one woman? But then I get it. I'm just like, you know, we're beautiful. So I get why you might want to be with more than one. But when it comes to men, I'm just like, yeah, I find them attractive too. They're nice and cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Balls are off. <laughs> like, yeah, they're really good, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It is weird. But like, they do really walk around like they're the bollocks, literally, like the dog's mm-hmm. bollocks. And then I'm just yeah. like, really? Like, if we were starting <laughs> yeah. again, you'd look at a woman and you'd look at a man, you'd be like, like let me try again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can do better than this. Yeah. It, it seems a bit unfair to give them those. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, that's how we came about, isn't it? Went men, and it was just like, mm, let's try that again. Okay, yeah. There we go. That's there we better. go. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> kind of tapping into what we talked about before, but someone asked, is it okay to say no to sex when you're not feeling it, but your partner has a much higher sex drive? F his sex drive, excuse me? Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, listen, um, I feel like there's just so many toxic messages out there that make women feel as though they need to be everything and more to men, mm. especially sexually. You're not his, like, dumping ground for cum, I'm sorry, no. If you don't want to have sex, you don't want to have sex. You don't need to do anything you don't feel comfortable with. You don't even need to talk to him if you don't feel like talking to him. No, especially your body. Absolutely not. Um, Consent is very important. It's something that I do not mess around with. And it's a message that I always stress out. It doesn't matter how long you've been with this person, how short you've been with this person. If you do not want to do something sexually with anyone, no one can force you to do anything. Yeah. And if they do, they need to be locked away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes me really Agreed. sad, that line of questioning there. Yeah. Like, is it okay? Yeah. Like, 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 sometimes we feel like we have to put on this performance or we have to continue yeah. being yeah. this sexual being. Like, no, like, and I'm so, on my period right yeah, now. I just don't want to be touched. Or I'm tired. I have yeah. a full job. I'm exactly. full. I ate a massive dinner or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. right, I do not this, want you in yeah, my gut. Yeah, got to be out. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like you said it. I had a full dinner. I don't yeah. want you there. Sometimes you've eaten that much. You're like, bat, like, we're full. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just no room. Right. So... <laughs> One girl asked, why can't why can't I orgasm for my boyfriend? I am attracted to him and I always communicate my needs. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing this one is a bit Yeah, I don't know. So why it sounds can't she like climax. Yeah, why can't if she's communicating she needs to what she likes. She needs to just continue exploring. Right. Um continue um trying out different things in the bedroom. Be patient as well. Um the biggest sexual organ that we have is our brain. So try to exercise that more, fantasize. You know, you had a girl there that was talking about how she enjoys thinking about women. When you're having sex, do not feel afraid to fantasize as well. I love to fantasize. I like to, and it just makes it even more explosive as well. So try to get out of your head and 
and try to get into your head at the same time. So when I say get out of your head, I mean like don't focus on the orgasm, like allow your mind to wander and think about, you know, because let's just say, for example, you're in a hotel. Think about another sexual place that you could also be. Yeah. So allow your mind to do that. Again, I do love talking about toys because I really do feel like they're underrated and every woman needs one. Get yourself some toys that really do speak to you and your partner um, and try some lube as well because that's something that we do shy away from. I know I was talking about edible lube, but water-based lube just in general, um, because everyone knows the wetter the better. Um, and I think women feel like a shame if they don't get wet on their own, or like absolutely. men might make them feel yeah. like they're doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. they feel like their pussies are broken, and that's not true. Again, you could be on medication. You might be on your third round of sex in the evening. Like, you're not just going to gush or squirt, yeah. so... Yeah, and vaginismus. And yeah. Vag- There's so many things. reasons, so many reasons, Yeah. Speaking of sex toys, is it true that using a vibrator daily reduces your sensitivity? It doesn't reduce your sensitivity. You just need to take a break. Like, I get this question right. all the time. And okay. it's like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to be desensitised. Yeah, if you keep using the same Wand 3000 at the highest speed <laughs> on your clit constantly every night before you go to bed, yes. Like, the sensation does become capped to the point you're just like, this isn't doing it for me. And that's fine because your drawer should be full of other toys that you can also try out. Or you just might need a break that day. That's fine. Yeah. I feel like too much of anything. If you take a break, can it come back? Absolutely. If you okay. take a, you just need a day. A day and you'll be fine. A day. A day. A day. A day. A day. Honestly, a day or two, you're good and you'll be fine. And again, mix up your sex toys. My boyfriend has a go at me because he's just like, you say this all the time on podcasts, but do they know that you use the same pro... I'm like, shut up, okay? I love that. <laughs> toy but I do when the dilemma does come about the thing is as long as you know the answer I know the answer so if I ever do get desensitized I know what the answer is I'm just like I just need a break or and I just need to mix up my sex toys people don't know that they just need to mix up their sex toys and um stop using it at the same speed or um vibrating yeah um whatever it is so yeah that's that's the answer have a break have a kick cat have a break have a kick cat sweet stunning amazing nice it's been very enlightening thank you and i imagine very very helpful for a lot of people i hope so who still struggle to find answers around this stuff yeah because it can still be quite difficult right i mean we live in a world now that it's like it's much more accessible Mm -hmm. information around sex Mm -hmm. but yet that still it still isn't a conversation that's in the mainstream so yeah i think every conversation like this is really important to have and thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me again yeah and your book we're going to put a link to your book in the show notes it's called the big o o. everyone needs to read it every woman and every man absolutely men probably more men more men if we that's the thing if we want to close the orgasm gap yes we do need to do the work but they have to participate in it as well yeah that's the thing it's like in so many things women carry the emotional labour burden responsibility whatever you want to call it like we have to do the lion's share and then it's just like oh for god's sake Mm -hmm. like we have to do this for you as well but it'll pay off it will probably hopefully (laughs) (laughs) and if not go find someone that can make it pay off um thank you so much for being here i appreciate it thank you this has been so fun so thank you for having me again thank you you. should i delete that is part of the acast creator network Thank you.